When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds show talking evaluating and recruiting and developing. All right, let tell me where do you project Suntareen Perkins? Let's say example, this is a guy who's so versatile who could yeah. who can play multiple positions. You mentioned him three oh, yeah. weeks ago on the show. You did a deep dive on him. Um, phenomenal athlete. Where do you project Suntareen Perkins? Outside linebacker and as a DPR, a de, excuse me, a designated pass rusher. Um I think that his range will allow him to play on either side. Um, it allows him to play from a stand-up position and drop in space. He's just so fast and rangy. And that's why when I first saw him as a sophomore, he was playing almost predominantly on offense. And I'm like, dude, this guy, I mean, because he was playing receiver, he was playing tailback, he was playing H-back. I mean, I don't know how you're supposed to defend him. And then he really started morphing over onto the – defensive side of the of, of the ball but he's got natural pass rush skills for a linebacker which i think in today's age we're seeing so much of the three-man front stuff and then you say well why are we seeing so much of that because it's a heck of a lot easier to find tall lean guys than it is to find tall heavy guys that can rush the pass mm-hmm. there's way more linebackers and oversized safeties out there than there are defensive linemen now you're not worried about that if you're Georgia, Alabama, or Clemson, or Ohio State, or whoever, because you're going to be in line for those guys. But most programs don't have that luxury. So they're, they're doing a three-man front, and then they might have five behind that, and at least two of those linebackers have to be legitimate pass rushers. Okay, Tom Luganbill, head of recruiting at ESPN. He joins us on the Patron Tequila guest line. You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show. What about... Sounds like you just described Micah Parsons uh, as far as Sundaring yeah. Perkins at the college yeah. level, which was really Very cool. Much so. um, all right, where do you, you you went on and on about Isaac Smith at the Under Armour All American Week? He he looked good. He did what y'all wanted him to do. Uh, Zach Arnett likes to do. All right, so Pete Golding gets Sundaring Perkins, and he gets to do a lot of different things with Sundaring. All right, Zach Arnett runs a three three five. He's out of the Rocky Long, um, you know, kind of. Uh, mentorship portfolio, yep. Isaac Smith. Where do you, what all do you project Zach Arnett can do with Isaac Smith? One of the two outside guys in their three-three stack. Um, and I and I say that not that he couldn't play on the inside, but I think you're limiting his his range by playing him on the inside. Um, I think sometimes in that in that defense, you kind of put the guy in there that I don't want to say you're trying to hide. But you, those two outside guys in that particular scheme, they've got to be able to play off the edge, in the C-gap, sometimes uh, with, with cross stunts and things of that nature where they could be rushing in the A-gap. And then they've got to have the range to play in space. So I would put them at one of the two outside spots um, uh, in, in, in the 3-3 in the three, three stack that you're referencing right there. Now, I want to ask you something real quick. You piqued my interest when uh, you mentioned that article, if you don't mind. Okay. And it was about projecting or grading or what's important for four or five star or whatever it is players. 
Um, forget how hard it is. Was there any mention in there about what is most important in trying to figure out whether a guy is going to succeed or fail? I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Not necessarily the the deep dive into the intangibles, which you reference Got all it. the time, um, especially, well, you reference it all the time, but I love the way y'all really monitor players down at the Under Armour All-American game. In other words, what are the intangibles? What are they between the ears? Y'all already feel confident these guys have the, the athleticism to play damn near anywhere, right? Oh, well, that yeah, that part of it becomes the easy part in all of this. But, like, something is simple, and you may not think about this. Now, coaches are, and, you know, I was actually talking, I think I told you I was talking with an NFL scout when I was down at Alabama's practice at the Sugar Bowl, um, and he brought up something that I think super-duper important. He said, we are putting more stock than, than ever before when we are looking at positions to potentially draft that will be in a position of leadership or potentially be the face of the organization for a decade. And they said, we are putting more stock in body language and facial expression than maybe we ever have before. And I thought that was so, so interesting because, you know, you've heard it, whether it's with kids or with adults, nobody wants to be around a sour-faced guy, right? No. Nobody wants to be around a guy that's sulking all the time and this and that. And, you know, when... And whether it's at the Under Armour game or whether it's at an Elite 11 camp, right, or whether it's at um, – whether it, it could be in any type of event or, or what have you, when you watch these kids, do they look you in the eye when they shake your hand? What type of handshake do they have? When they're dealing with somebody that they're checking in to get what is probably going to be about $2,000 of free gear, do they say – Yes, please, and yes, and, and, and no thank you. Do they say sir and ma'am? Do they have a smile on their face? How do they treat the people around them? Like all of those things at the end of the day will eventually, now maybe two years down the road, it could be 10 years down the road. Eventually that will ultimately determine their success as a football player because the other stuff they all have, right? And if, if, if you don't have those things, and it's become to me so important that – and then the ultimate question that we always talk about is, does the player love football? Does he love football or does he love what he thinks football can do for him? That's a good and point. And if you can try and iron out those areas, 
you're going to hit on an awful lot of guys. If you ignore those areas and base it all off of what you see at a camp or on tape, all this and that, then you're going to get duped and you're going to miss. Tom Luganville, head of ESPN Recruiting, National College Football Analyst on the Patron Tequila Guest Line. Uh, also on this, um, they talked about evaluating offensive tackles is hard yeah. because many who end up being drafted were under 250 pounds when they were in high school. And they referenced yeah. a kid here that you and I started talking about um, over four years ago, and that was Charles Cross. So many times in the South, um, even the big boy schools have to take a kid who's 330 and try to get him down to 290, Lugs. Right. Whereas Charles Cross was just a little north of 250 coming out of high school, yeah. and they were able to stack the right weight on him. And then he was a top 10 pick for the Seattle Seahawks, and then he had a hell of a rookie year this year. Talk a yeah. little bit about that, Tom. High ceiling for development. You would much rather it's, – it's very interesting because when you, when you reference what you're talking about right there, and let's not even say 330, let's say a guy is 305, 315, yeah. and he's 17 years old, right? You pretty much know at that moment that there's probably going to be no more of a 10 to 15-pound gain with that player because he doesn't need to carry much more than that, right? So what's his ceiling for physical development and maturity? Not very high. He's pretty much achieved it. So that player needs to be really, really good right now. And, and that's not to say that that won't happen. But if you get the 250-pound, or even better yet, here's a great one. The, how many times do you hear about the 240-pound high school tight end that becomes the offensive tackle? And he's the best athlete of the entire group. That's the ultimate nirvana right there. And – when you see guys that, that are like that, you're, you're having to make more of a projection. But the one thing you can do is you can feed them and you can find out if they love the weight room. Because if they do, you're going to take that 250 kid and he's going to become 285 real quick. Next thing you know, he's going to become 305, 310. But it won't be a bad body composition, if you know what I'm talking about. Sure. Because he's never had a bad body composition. And so the weight that will go on that player – will be firm, it will be healthy weight, and it'll be healthy strength. So, But I, you know what? That's very true. I agree with that point in that article when it relates to offensive linemen. But I kind of agree with it at almost all positions across the board. Right? Like, I would love to see – like, I love when I see a 260-pound kid that can run, he's quick twitch, and he's playing defensive end. And you kind of look at him and you go – this guy's going to outgrow defensive end. He's going to be 285, and he's going to be a nightmare as a three technique because he's got all the other explosive traits, but he may end up playing at a weight or gaining weight that just he can't stay on the edge, which is fine. But when that happens, that gets you excited too about inside guys. 